Let's read together from Isaiah 43. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through, through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove that they were right, so that others may hear and say, it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and there they lay, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to start with a, a bit of a paradox tonight. We uh, serve a God who is unchanging. 
We also serve a God who's always doing new things. God who's unchanging, but a God who's always up to something new. There's all sorts of passages all throughout the scripture about sort of the unchangeable nature of God. Uh, Malachi says this, I the Lord do not change. That's pretty clear cut. (laughs) Full stop. Hebrews talks about Jesus and says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. James goes on and uses this um, imagery, uh, the, the um, King James authorized version and, and the hymn, we know it best probably through the hymn as well, that in, in, in God there is no shadow of turning. He doesn't sort of shift like the sun. He's just always the same. That's the God we serve. He's, he's unchanging. But he's always up to something new. I mean, all through scripture, he's always, over and over again, he's doing new things. From the very beginning, he's creating and, and things that didn't exist and calling them into existence. And, and, and he says that, um, you know, he tells us in the Psalms to sing out a new song. And, and, and even in the Old Testament, he told them, I'm gonna give you a new covenant. After this one, there's a new covenant coming. And Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, well, uh, not only is there a new covenant, but I have a new commandment for you. And, and then we, both Old and New Testament tell us that there's gonna come a day when there's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth and a, and a new Jerusalem coming in Revelation just to you know, kind of make it clear, says, by the way, he makes all things new. <laughs> this unchanging God who's in the business of constantly making things new. Well, we, we are launching this uh, series. We've been uh, saying a new thing. We, we've been, ever since Easter, we've been going through the book of Acts, sort of looking at the, the origins and the beginning of the church, sort of coming out of, uh, out of Easter. And um, today sort of marks this moment of starting this new series, but I don't want you to be disappointed even though we've jumped to Isaiah, Isaiah, I'll say it properly, Isaiah. <laughs> even though we've jumped to Isaiah, we're going to go back to Acts next week because we just can't not go back to Acts. I mean, it just seems like, no. We're going to go back to Acts and finish up, actually, not all of uh, the book, but we're going to come back and uh, to actually to, to watch Paul on his journey go to a place called Philippi. And we're going to end our Acts journey in, with Paul in Philippi. And guess what comes after that? We're going to turn to the book of Philippians. See the connection there? Philippi, Philippians, see how that works? Anyway, we're going to move into uh, this passage in uh, Philippians and look at the new things God does in our lives and the, the way he transforms us and makes things new in us. So that's sort of where we're going. But, but today we, we're here in this passage in Isaiah 43. It's, it's, a, um, it's an interesting sort of moment because Isaiah the prophet so much of what he's been saying in the book up until now has been about judgment, a judgment of God's people, judgment of the nations around them, just impending things that are coming and warnings and calling people to repent and, and all of that sort of thing. That's sort of been uh, the theme of Isaiah to, uh, almost to this point of this chapter. And then all of a sudden it's this announcement that, by the way, all the former things, put those behind you. I'm getting ready to do something new. It was an announcement to God's people that despite all of the other things that had been said, that there would come a day when they would come out of exile. 
that it would not be forever. It was a pronouncement of the, a return from exile and letting God's people know that they would be returned. He was doing something new. It's a new season, isn't it? I mean, it's September, the first Sunday in September. I mean, I haven't seen some of you in a while. Because <laughs> we've all been on holidays and doing that sort of, not just have we not had service, but, but uh, you know, um, we were just really thankful people showed up today, actually. As clergy, you're just sort of glad. On September 1st, they came back. It's great. Yes. You know, and because it's, because why? We've, you know, everybody's been off doing their things. And, and even if you don't have children, there's just something about the schedule of life and all that sort of term time and all of that sort of something falls back into place as we come into the autumn months and we begin uh, to move forward. And talking to people, um, you know, talking to kids, of course, who are starting new schools, you know, getting ready to go maybe to school for the first time or to a different school or just a new school year. Some people I know in the parish that are just, you know, starting a new job, getting ready to go through a new season of life. All of those things are happening right now. It just sort of, it seemed like a time that we come and start to say, what, what new things, though, might God be doing in us and saying to us? So from this passage, just a, a few things I want to, uh, to just pull out and talk about tonight. The first thing It's no sort of coincidence that we're in Isaiah because Isaiah is a prophet. When God does new things, it's pretty common for him to announce those or speak those through the prophetic. It doesn't always happen that way, but oftentimes the prophetic is, is a key part of the way God proclaims and declares and prepares his people for new things that he's getting ready to do. I think if we're going to be ready for new things, we have to be ready and open for, and make room for the prophetic to be at work. Because, you know, these words here, when he makes this declaration, he says, you know, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And then this line, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I don't know about you, but that's what happens sometimes is God's up to doing something new and I'm sometimes a little slow on the uptake, the perceiving part of it. I need a little help perceiving all the new things that God's actually doing because I'm usually pretty comfortable in the way things are. Anybody else like that? And so we need sometimes some help to perceive and see and recognize that something new is happening around us, that God's up to something. Now, oftentimes we sort of sense it, but, but I, I, have you ever noticed you sort of know something's going on, but you've maybe never not taken the time yet to step back and say, why am I feeling this way or why am I thinking this way? And then all of a sudden somebody says something and you realize, I think I've been feeling and sensing something going on, but I haven't just sort of stopped. That's the way sometimes the prophetic works in our lives is it speaks something out and all of a sudden it's like, and, and we might say, you know, might say it bears witness with us. This is the old sort of, uh, you know, Pentecostally kind of term. Something bears way, bear, ooh, that bears witness with me. You know, it's just like, uh, yeah, something inside of that makes sense. 
I was, um, well, let's say this. It also sometimes comes in ways that we don't expect it. And from people sometimes that we don't expect it. I mean, we expect it from Isaiah. I mean, he's the prophet. I mean, he was, you know, he's the big guy. But you know, sometimes it comes in, in our day-to-day lives in ways that we don't. When I was, um, when I felt, and the Lord really called me into uh, vocational ministry, to do ministry not as just something I do as a Christian, but to do it as a, you know, a living, <laughs> I guess. Um, I was at a retreat. I was, uh, it was a student retreat, and um, I had just finished university, and um, five years studying architecture, and, and I was on this retreat, and we were kneeling down in a time of prayer. And all of a sudden in that moment, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to seek ministry as your vocation. Wow, okay. It's a little bit of a change. <laughs> and uh, I remember going then to, uh, to talk to the pastor who was leading the retreat and, and I, could t- I could take you to the room that, where I was in and we, we went in this little room and we chatted a bit and I just shared with him what I was sensing and, and he said, yeah, I, I think it's right. I think you're hearing God. <laughs> Like, wow, okay. A little later that afternoon, I was out doing, I don't even remember what we were doing exactly, but um, we had a guy in the, in the group, his name was Rusty, and he was sort of um, you know, developmentally challenged, and he um, sort of didn't always clue in to everything that was going on in the room, and, and, but, uh, but he was always part of the group, and we always made room for him. And, uh, and Rusty came up to me, and... Uh, I remember Rusty just came up to me and just looked at me and he said, when is it that you're going to be leading a group like this? I was like, whoa, Rusty, where did that come from? (laughs) Okay. But you know what I knew? I knew it was the prophetic voice of God speaking. I mean, he didn't know about what I had felt in prayer. He didn't know about the conversation I'd had in a room, you know, away from everybody else. But something in him perceived Something in him clued in. And he was saying, when, when are you going to be doing this? Because sometimes we're slow to uptake and we need that prophetic voice. And we need it because even when we think we are on the right track and we do think we understand what's doing, do you know what? We need that reassurance and that sense that we're not alone in this and that we haven't just sort of come to this conclusion on ourselves and we haven't made it up. And so we need to have room for that sort of prophetic voice. But you know what the first things that happens? When we sense that God's stirring up something new? Fear. Fear. Maybe not you, but most people. Fear is the, the very next thing. I love right now, you know, industry and, and the world has, uh, you know, there's always the newest buzzword. And for a while, everything was innovation. And everything had to be an innovative. How do you say that? I don't... That's close. I say... Yeah, I say it totally different. You know what I mean. So anyway, I mean, that was the buzzword in industry for a while. And now the new thing is disruption. Whatever, everything now is recognizing that it's disruptive. Because what? New things are happening. And it does, it's disruptive. They, they you know, 
Guess what? Uber disrupted, dis, caused a disruption in the market. The internet is causing a disruption to everything. Amazon, you know, I mean, we just turn on them, you know, and we watch, you know, all the stores that are struggling. Guess what? They were disruptive in their day too. Local shops were disrupted because these big box stores came along and now the big box stores are being disrupted. But that's that sort of word because, and you know what, when change comes, when God does new things, the first response oftentimes is that we get afraid. Oh no, what does this mean? That's why the passage begins with over and over, do not be afraid. Almost every time you see God show up on the scene, whether it's in the prophetically or whether it's uh, an angelic messenger, the f- almost always the first words out of their mouth after, you know, sort of hello, it's, and by the way, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid, because that's our natural inclination. Whoa, I'm afraid. I think it's amazing that... Um, that Isaiah, as he gives this prophetic word, doesn't say, don't be afraid. I mean, the fire won't come to you and the flood won't come to you. He doesn't say that. He says, don't be afraid. Because when the water comes, when the floods come, when the fire comes, I don't like that personally. I think I would rather have the escape. No, I don't want it to come. I don't want the fire. I don't want the flood. I don't want all of that stuff. But no, Isaiah says, no, when the fire comes, when the floods comes, when the water is raging, God's saying to you, I will be with you. That's his promise, to be with us in the new thing, to go with us, to journey with us, to to protect us and to see us through that we will come through the fire, that we will come through the flood, that we will come through those things. That's the promise when our fear comes in the way. So Jesus says, God says to us, don't be afraid. Well, if you look at verse seven, I'm fascinated that uh, in the the, the, uh, sort of um, redundancy maybe a little bit of verse seven, Listen to what he says here, these, these four words. He says in that, just in that verse, he says that he has called us, he's created us, he's formed us, and he's made us. Okay? Called, created, formed, made. All of those words have a lot of intentionality about them. I think that tells us that we're not here by accident. You're not in the place you are by accident. God has been, he's called you, he set you apart, but he didn't just set you apart, he he was actually the one who created you. And, And he's been forming you and he's been making you, he's been shaping you, he's been using the things of your life. And, and the events and the circumstances that you find yourself in, he's been using all of those things to shape you and to mold you because he's got an intention. You're not here by accident. When new things come along, it's not by accident. You've actually been prepared for these things. You may not feel prepared for them, but you've been prepared because God's been at work, called, created, formed, made, 
intentionality. But all that intentionality is for a purpose. It's for a purpose. There's this amazing piece here as well where um, uh, Isaiah talks about uh, God's calling, calling the nations of the world to come. Calls the nations of the world and he says, gather everybody, gather all the nations. He said, and, and let those that basically don't follow me, let them testify about their God and how their God predicted things and how the, their God brought things into being. Let them give them an opportunity to testify about their God. And, and he sort of basically says, and let's just see if anybody says, yep, they got it, spot on. And then he turns and says, and you, his God's people, he says, you will be my witnesses in this courtroom. You will be the ones who will bear witness to who I am, to what I've done, to whether I've been faithful, to whether I was predicted, to whether I brought things to pass. You'll be the ones that stand and bear witness. You will be my witnesses, he says. Does that remind you of anything? Does that remind you of like months ago when we started going through the book of Acts? When we started in the book of Acts and Jesus is about ready to go back and be with the Father, what did he turn to his disciples and say? I'm going, but you will be my witnesses. You will be the ones who will bear testimony about me. You will be the ones who will tell others about the story because you've seen it. You've heard it. Your lives have been transformed because of it. And Isaiah is giving the same sort of prophetic word here. The God that never changes, that's always doing something new, he's always been calling his people to be witnesses. Because you know what? All of these things that God is doing, it's not really all about us. It's really all about them. All about those who don't yet know him. All about reaching out and finding them and to be there to, to engage with them. Of course, in the midst of that, we get transformed and we get made more and more like him. But we also become the agents and his agents to go out and tell the world and proclaim who he is and what he's doing. Well, I want to end tonight with four questions related to those four things. Here's the first question. What new thing might God be saying to you? Maybe it's nothing tonight. But what new thing might God be saying to you? Are you having sort of that stirring? Do you sort of feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm coming into a new season? And is there a prophetic whisper anywhere around you? What new thing might God be saying to you? The second 
That's one of my favorite questions and I use it quite a bit. I stole it from somebody else who probably stole it from somebody else. What would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you weren't afraid? We'll quickly go on. Third one. How's God been shaping you? How has God been shaping and forming you? He's been doing something unique in your life in a way that no other person before he has shaped and formed. (laughs) But sometimes we just need to take a few steps back and recognize, oh, I sort of am here and I am who I am because of how God's been shaping me. What does that look like? And then the last question is, who's watching? You know, people are watching us all the time. I don't mean in a weird way. (laughs) I'm just saying people are observing our lives. Our family members, they watch. They sort of looking at what's going on with us. Colleagues at work, they're watching what we do. Our neighbors, maybe friends, acquaintances, people around us, they, they know that for most of us that we name the name of Jesus. We are bearing witness. Who might be watching? And then how might God want you to engage more fully with those who are watching? So we've got a lot of good things to look forward to. A whole series, whole autumn to look at new things that God's doing and new things that he's stirring up in us. We start with that sense of making room for the prophetic, needing and knowing that God can speak, reminding ourselves, don't be afraid. Knowing that God shaped us and formed us and prepared us. And that actually it's all about being able to reach those who don't yet know him and to make a difference for the sake of the kingdom. Amen.